This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. We're talking today real hot topics, sleep issues. How many people have them? Raise your hands. Most of you do. If you don't, maybe, like we said, you're too tired to raise your hand. So it's a big issue. In the first part of the show, we talked about sleep apnea, things that can cause it, and then little things that you can do to help get that airway open up. But let's talk now about ways to get a better night's sleep. This is what you all want to hear about. These are tips that I want you to start incorporating every single day to get a better night's sleep. Now, good night's sleep is just as important as regular exercise and probably almost important as a good diet. So you want to optimize your health and you want to lose weight, getting a good night's sleep is one of the most important things that you can do. Isn't it crazy that something as simple as sleep can improve your overall health? It's passive. You have to do nothing and you get better health. And so again, if it's just as important as so many other issues, this is the one thing that you can't say, I'm too tired, I'm too fat, uh, I'm too busy. Sleep is the one thing we all have to do. And there's a lot of evidence-based tips on how to get a better night's sleep. Increase bright light exposure during the day. Your body has a natural time clock, and it, it, it's clock known as the circadian rhythm, and it affects your brain, your body, and your hormones. Helping you stay awake and telling you when it's time to sleep is a natural sleep cycle. And sunlight or bright light during the day helps keep your circadian rhythm healthy. This improves daylight energy, as well as nighttime sleep quality and duration. So in people with insomnia, daytime bright light exposure improved sleep quality and duration. It also reduced the time it took to fall asleep by 83%. Wow, that's pretty cool. How many people have trouble falling asleep? So these are some simple tricks I'm gonna teach you. Similar study on older adults found that two hours of bright light exposure during the day increased the amount of sleep by two hours and the efficiency by 80%. While mo most research in people with severe sleep issues, daily light exposure will most likely help you even if you experience average sleep. Trying to get daily sunlight exposure, or if it's not practical to you, invest in a bright light device or daylight light bulbs. You can buy a light bulb that's daylight. Now here's a trick my friend Frank taught me years ago. Frank uh, was way ahead of his time. Uh, he was like 16 years older than me. We went to school together and he was a meditator. He had studied with Guru Maharishi Hashish Yogi and he was a Siddha, it was called, in, in, in meditation. And one of the tricks he taught me to help with studying was on a sunny day, you could study for a few minutes, you know, when you're studying, when you started getting tired, go outside, close your eyes, and then just lift your head up toward the sun. Of course, take your glasses off. And he called it sunning, S-U-N-N-I-N-G. And sunning for about five minutes. And that sunlight got into the brain and stimulated the pineal gland. And it was amazing because after about five minutes of sunning, I was able to study more and study better. 
and then I found out I slept better as well. So if you have five minutes a day and you can do it, just go out, doesn't matter, you know, winter, summer, just go out and just get that bright sunlight on your face and close your eyes, of course. And it's amazing how that little trick helped me and can help you too. You wanna reduce blue light exposure in the evening. Exposure to light during the day is beneficial, but nighttime light exposure has the opposite effect. Again, this is due to impact on a circadian rhythm, tricking your brain into thinking it's still daylight. This reduces hormones like melatonin. Melatonin is the hormone that helps you sleep. Electronic devices like smartphones, computers, emit large amounts of the worst blue light. That's what we're talking about. There are several popular uh, methods you can use to reduce nighttime blue light exposure. You can download apps. There's one called f.lux, f.lux, and that can block the blue light on your computer. I have that on my computer, as a matter of fact. Blue lights trick your brain into thinking it's daytime. Now, there's several ways you can reduce the light exposure in the evening, and you can get these filters on your computer to block the blue light. And that's really important, or better yet, don't use your computer. So many people now don't have TVs or they, they, they don't have cable or anything, so they watch their computer as they're falling asleep. Another thing that has problems there is you're probably on Wi-Fi. Something I do in my house is I have a timer. It's a little, it's a $10 timer you use on Christmas tree lights. And I plug my Wi-Fi into that, and at 10 o'clock at night, my Wi-Fi shuts off. And it doesn't come back on again until 7 o'clock in the morning. So I'm sleeping without the Wi-Fi on, and that's a big issue. Now, there's a lot of research coming out on this 5G stuff. It doesn't look good. It looks really bad, as a matter of fact. We've covered it briefly in other shows, but as more research comes out, I'll be informing you with a whole show on uh, electromagnetic frequencies and the 5G and what we think is going to do. Some places, some countries have even banned it already. So we think it's going to be great. My computer's going to be so fast. My phone's going to be so fast. There's a cost to that, a health cost. And we're going to talk about that once more research is out. I want to make sure I have all my information. So I do recommend you shut off your Wi-Fi at night. Don't consume caffeine late in the day. Um, when you consume it late in the day, caffeine stimulates your nervous system and may stop your body from naturally relaxing at night. Now, one study, consuming caffeine up to six hours before bed significantly worsens sleep quality and can stay elevated in your blood for six to eight hours after that. So drinking large amounts of coffee after 3 to 4 p.m. is not recommended, especially if you're like me and sensitive to caffeine and have trouble sleeping. If you do crave a cup of coffee or a late night stack, stick with what we call decaffeinated coffee. Here's the thing with decaffeinated coffee. Decaffeinated coffee still has caffeine. You cannot take all the caffeine out of a coffee and it'll have no flavor. It'll be just muddy water. So decaffeinated means less than the original brand. So if I go to a store and buy a store brand of coffee and I buy the decaffeinated version, it has less caffeine than the store brand. If I go to one of these hoity-toity coffee shops where people paying exorbitant amounts of money for a cup of coffee, which I'm still amazed at, they put a lot more caffeine in their regular coffee. That's why it tastes better. People say, oh my gosh, I went to the fancy, it's worth $5 or $3, whatever it is, because it tastes so much better. One of the reasons is it has a lot more caffeine. So their decaffeinated brand many times has more caffeine than the regular store-bought brand. So look at the caffeine levels. You will be amazed how you're spending big money on decaffeinated coffee. In reality, it's not anything good for you. If you've listened to my show on the seven deadly sins of nutrition, coffee is one of them. If you're going to do coffee, it's got to be organic only. 
If it's not organic, you're running the risk of a lot of chemicals and pesticides added to the coffee because the mold grows in the coffee and they put uh, fungicides in there and anti-mold chemicals. So please, if you're gonna do coffee, make sure it's organic, organic decaf. I'm begging you. I'm gonna let you do it, but you gotta make sure it's organic. Other ways to get a better night's sleep. Reduce long-term naps throughout the day. Short naps are great. How long is a short nap? Less than 20 minutes. I love my little 10-minute naps when I get them. I feel great, but I gotta take them earlier in the day, around noon. If I take a nap around four o'clock, doesn't work. Long or regular napping during the day can negatively affect your sleep, uh, and in the daytime can confuse your internal clock, meaning that you may struggle to sleep at night. Another study noted that while napping for 30 minutes or less can enhance daytime brain function, longer naps negatively affect health and sleep quality. So if you take regular daytime naps and sleep well, you probably don't have to worry, but the effects of napping can depend on the individual. 10 minutes is perfect, it's wonderful. Um, there's a lot of techniques you can use instead of actually napping, meditation techniques. Uh, again, not a religious thing, whatever makes you happy, however you wanna meditate, there's many, many different forms. Do a 10 minute meditation, not while you're driving, but then you'll be on a car accident, then you become one of our patients, and we'd rather see you for other things, not for car accidents, if you can avoid that. But you can do a meditation throughout the day, amazing. If you can do a 20 minute meditation, that's the equivalent of about an hour to two hours of sleep. Pretty great, but don't do it too close to bedtime then. Try to sleep and wake at consistent times. Your body's circadian rhythm functions on a set loop. So align yourself with the sunrise and the sunset. Be consistent with your sleeping and waking times. That can aid in long-term quality sleep. One study noted that participants who had irregular sleep patterns and went to bed late on weekends, for example, people in the media who work nights, reported um, sleep issues. Other studies have highlighted that irregular sleep patterns can alter your circadian rhythm and levels of melatonin. Remember melatonin, that hormone that helps you sleep? And that signals your brain to sleep. If you struggle with sleep, try getting in the habit of waking up and going to bed at similar times. Now, after several weeks, um, you may not even need an alarm clock. I don't need an alarm clock. I set it anyway. I would say maybe twice a month it wakes me up. I usually wake up five to 10 minutes before my alarm wakes up. My alarm goes off. So when you get a good circadian rhythm, that's great. Now, some of you can't do that. You're saying, but Dr. Joe, I work the night shift. I work uh, I'm in media, let's say. I do radio or television, and I got to be in an early shift. It's a problem. It really is. Because on the weekends, you want to go out and play with everybody else, and it's an issue. I used to date a gal who was a newscaster, and she'd wake up at 2 in the morning, go to work, and she'd be home from work at 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, I'm just starting work. She's ending work. Became a big issue. So it, it's a bit, and then on weekends, I'm gonna, she's gonna try to keep regular hours like normal people and just can't do it. And the older you get, of course, the harder it is. Don't drink alcohol. Downing a couple of drinks at night can negatively affect your sleep and your hormones. Alcohol is known to cause or increase the symptoms of sleep apnea, snoring, disrupted sleep patterns. It also alters nighttime melatonin production. Remember melatonin, the hormone that helps you sleep? And it, that plays a role in your body's circadian rhythm. And another study, found that alcohol consumption at night decreased the nighttime elevations of human growth hormone. Now, HGH is the thing that builds muscle mass. It keeps us thin. When you're young, you heal a lot faster. And as we get older, our HGH levels drop. It's part of the aging process. Sleep pattern disruption can lower your HGH production, and that plays a role in your circadian rhythm, as well as other key functions. So avoid alcohol before bed. It can reduce nighttime melatonin production and lead to disrupted sleep patterns. Alcohol also lowers your testosterone levels. 
If you go to our website, drjoe.com, and listen to the show we did on male hormones and female hormones, it lowers your testosterone. So a lot of people think, well, I'm going to have a few drinks, and I'm going to get all sexy, and I'm going to sleep real good. Not necessarily, because your testosterone levels are dropping, your melatonin levels are dropping. Doesn't work that way. In your mind, short term, you might think it's working. Long term, from a physiological standpoint, it's the exact opposite. Optimize your bedroom environment. This is real important. A lot of people believe that the bedroom environment is set up uh, properly. It's the key to getting a good night's sleep. Now, what does that mean? Proper temperature, 68 to 72 degrees is ideal. Noise. Uh, if you live in an apartment, if you live in a townhouse, if you live in a noisy neighborhood, you might want to consider earplugs. External lights. If there's lights coming into your house, in my bedroom, I have blackout shades because I want to I make sure it's dark. If you can't get to that point, you can buy a $5 mask at a drugstore, a sleep mask, and put it over your eyes. Put it over your eyes, plug up your ears, good idea. Furniture arrangement. Numerous studies point out that the external noise, often from traffic, can cause poor sleeping and long-term health issues. So one study on a bedroom environment of women, around 50% of the participants noticed Im improved sleep when noise and light diminished in the bedroom environment. So you may have to change what bedroom you're sleeping in. Well, the master bedroom's here, but the guest bedroom is a lot quieter. Well, you make the call. Uh, try to uh, minimize environmental noise and lights and artificial lights from devices like alarm clocks. If you put your cell phone in your bedroom, it has to be at least 10 feet away from you. We've done shows on electromagnetic frequency, EMFs. Electromagnetic frequency can also affect your sleep pattern. So if you keep your cell phone in your bedroom because it's your, your nightlight, or not your nightlight, your, uh, your alarm, on the other side of the room, in another room, is fine too. It's got to be at least 10 feet away from you, though. Do not put it next to your head. Very, very dangerous and for many reasons, including affecting the circadian rhythms. Make sure your bedroom is quiet, relaxing, clean, and enjoyable. It's okay, by the way, to change bed sheets, folks. A lot of people may not know that. Um, I'd recommend at least once a week. And when I do my bed sheets, I also do the uh, fitted sheet that goes underneath the little uh, mattress pad. Wash that as well. Wash them always in hot water. Because your sweat, you're going to have little critters growing in there. Everyone does. And hot water is going to kill them off. If you want to use non-chlorine bleach, that's okay too. But bed sheets and underwear should always be washed in hot water. For health reasons, but in this case, we want to make sure we don't have any, any critters in there. Because the critters can leave dust particles. They're excrement, they're dead bodies. And so as you're breathing at night, that can affect your sleep as well. Vacuum your mattress because the critters are gonna be there. And so you wanna vacuum out the dead bodies and their excrement so that it doesn't get any air. Wash your pillows. Throw your pillow in on a hot, on a hot water through a cycle, dry it. It, dry, it takes a while to dry usually, folks, so make sure you do it early in the morning. And make sure your pillow is dry so you don't get mold in there, but that's another trick. So most people don't wash their pillows. Wash your pillows often. I'd rather see you spend a couple of bucks on a new pillow than have mold and dust and mites and everything living in your pillow. So really important. Set your bedroom temperature, and, uh, and that can also be profoundly impact your sleep quality. 68 to 72 degrees, again, is perfect. Uh, as, you've, as you might have experienced during summer or hot locations, it can be very difficult to fall asleep when it's too hot. One study found bedroom temperature affected sleep quality more than external noise, and other studies revealed that increased body and bedroom temperature can decrease sleep quality and increase wakefulness. Again, around 70 degrees is perfect. Uh, seems to be a comfortable temperature for most people. 
uh, although it depends on you, okay? I have a timer on my air conditioner. So I shut my air conditioner off at around three o'clock in, in, in the evening, three o'clock in the morning, so that the room stays cooler. It's gonna stay cooler. I have a ceiling fan, I love fans. Um, a ceiling fan as well, shut it off at three o'clock, and then it stays cool throughout the rest of the morning. So that's a little trick that I do, it works pretty well. Make sure you change your air conditioner filters as well, very important. Don't eat late in the evening. Late night, e uh, late evening eating can negatively affect both sleep and the quality and the release of human growth hormone and melatonin. So that said, the quality and the type of your late night food is gonna play an important role. A high carb meal eaten four hours before bed helps people fall asleep faster. When I say high carbs, we're talking about complex carbs, beans, seeds, nuts, not breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, and pastas. Those are bad for you. One study discovered a low-carb diet also improves sleep. <laughs> Integrating that carbs may not necessarily be the issue, especially if you're used to a low-carb diet. I'm used to a low-carb diet. Now, if I miss a meal for some reason, for example, the other night I was at a party, uh, there was nothing I could eat there, I came home, I was hungry. So did I eat? No, I didn't. So now you're doing something called intermittent fasting, accidental intermittent fasting. I couldn't have dinner, there's nothing I could eat there. So I came home, I was hungry, I had some water, and I said, do I eat now or do I just go to bed? Well, I just went to bed, and I slept really well. And intermittent fasting, if you go to our website, drjoe.com, we've done many segments on intermittent fasting. It helps your sleep, it helps your digestion, it helps your metabolism, helps your brain function, helps you lose weight. Intermittent fasting is something I really want you to consider doing at least twice a week. And I do it accidentally. I don't usually plan on my intermittent fasting, but if it's a night where I don't have plans, I don't have an event to go to, I say, you know what, tonight's a good night for intermittent fasting, I'm just gonna skip dinner. You save money, you lose weight, you feel great, no downside except one. You might be a little hungry, but it's okay to be hungry. Hunger, little hunger is not gonna kill you. Actually, it helps you when you sleep, it helps you with sleep. Relax and clear your mind in the evening. Many people have pre-sleep routine that helps them relax. What I do is I have a notepad next to my bed. I use sticky notes, my staff laughs at me. Garrett, Sierra, my whole staff laughs at me because I have sticky notes everywhere. I have my car, I have my office, I have my house. So if I'm laying in bed and my mind is racing for things to do, write it down. Then it's out of my mind and I can go to sleep. But otherwise you're laying in bed, how many people do this? I gotta remember to do laundry tomorrow, whatever it is, I gotta remember this, I gotta remember it and your brain is racing, saying, I'm gonna remember it, and then you can't sleep. Write it down, put it next to your bed, wake up in the morning, it's still gonna be there, don't worry about it. So relaxation techniques before bed have been shown to improve sleep quality, and a, a very common technique to treat insomnia. One study, uh, relaxing massage, improves sleep quality in people who are uh, not feeling well. Strategy include listening to relaxing music, reading a book, taking a hot bath, meditating, deep breathing, visualization. Try out different methods and see what works best for you. If I have trouble going to sleep, I do a meditation technique where I lay in bed and I imagine my feet are really heavy. Okay, my feet are heavy, my very relaxed, I can't move my feet. Then I take the visualization up to my lower legs and then my knees, then my thighs, then my hips, then my upper body. And as I'm doing this, it's like counting sheep, but I'm getting my whole body to relax. Very, very good techniques. Really good technique too, if you're ever in a stressful situation, even in meetings. I've done this already in meetings where we're just not getting anywhere. It's really stressful. I say, oh, you know what? 10 minute rest break. And we go through this body meditation. It works great. Relaxing bath or shower is great. Uh, it's another popular way to help get to sleep. If I'm sweaty, I like to take a shower. I like to go to bed clean. Helps me. 
Studies indicate you can improve overall sleep quality and, and help uh, people, especially older adults, fall asleep faster if they do something like taking a shower. Uh, a bath, hot bath, 90 minutes before bed improves sleep quality and help people get more sleep and deeper sleep. If you don't want to take a full bath at night, simply bathing your feet in hot water can help relax you. If you put some Epsom salts in there, that's going to put magnesium into your body. And magnesium is one of the supplements that work wonders to help you sleep. Now, exercising too late at night is not a good idea for me. And again, you got to figure out what works for you. Uh, a couple, several years ago, I used to play roller hockey, and sometimes the games didn't start till 9, 10 o'clock at night. So here it is, 11 o'clock at night. We're wrapping up a roller hockey game. I'm all pumped up. I'm, I'd, go, I'd go home. I'd be laying in bed. I was pumped. Couldn't get to sleep. So exercising too late at night may not be a good idea. Rule out a sleep disorder, or maybe a health condition that may be causing your sleep problems. One common issue in sleep apnea, like we talked about earlier, also causes inconsistent and interrupted breathing because your throat clogs up. People with this disorder stop breathing repeatedly while they're sleeping, and other commonly misdiagnosed issues um, can affect sleep disorder and the wake rhythm cycle called the circadian rhythm cycles. We talked a lot about acid reflux in the first part of the show. If you have acid reflux, folks, you need to get that fixed. I can do probably 20 shows on acid reflux. So if you have acid reflux, there's a technique we use in our office where we can actually adjust or pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. Then from a chiropractic standpoint, we check the nerve supply to the digestive system. And in many cases, that stops the acid reflux, which allows the diaphragm to move up and down, which allows you to sleep. There's two types of nerves in your body, sympathetic and parasympathetic. Sympathetic nerves speed you up. That's when you're thinking about stress. That's when you, uh, you know, I'm doing a show. Um, you're at a rock concert. Parasympathetic nerves slow you down. Parasympathetic functions include sleep, romance, uh, going to the bathroom. So we want to get into that parasympathetic mode, and sometimes people can't. So a way to stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system is you can take a warm towel, take a hand towel, wet it, and you know, put, dip it in hot water. If you still have a microwave, you shouldn't anyway. Listen to shows on microwaves. Put it in a microwave, make sure it's wet, otherwise it catches fire, and just lay it across your abdomen. And that will stimulate what's called the vagus nerve, which is your major parasympathetic nerve, which helps you go into that parasympathetic state and rest. Many times when children are fussy and babies, and you just can't get them to sleep. Anybody ever rock a baby and you just want to scream, they just won't go to sleep? Warm towel across their abdomen, stimulates the parasympathetic nerves, puts you into sleep. Another trick is across your shoulders. The trapezius muscle is innervated by the spinal accessory nerve, and the spinal accessory nerve is another parasympathetic nerve. So by stimulating the parasympathetics with something as nice as a moist hot towel, that can help kick in your parasympathetics and helps you get to sleep. So people that have shift work, we talked about that. That's a technique that you can use if you have to get to sleep right away. If you're always struggling with sleep, you might, might be wise to give us a call and consult with us so we can find out what the cause is. Pain. Pain is another issue that people have when it comes to sleep issues. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, raise your hand. How many of you? All of you? Another reason you might want to consult with us from a chiropractic standpoint, pain management standpoint, we can get to the cause of the pain, not just treat the symptoms. And a lot of patients come to us and say, Dr. Joe, since I've been seeing your doctors, I sleep so much better because you're trying to sleep. You know what it's like when you're in pain and trying to sleep. So these are some tricks that you can do, but if you have issues, you might want to come see us and let us take a look at it. In Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. 
If you want to contact us, that website is drjoe.com, D-R-J-O-E, drjoe.com. Digestive enzymes as supplements work really well. Because if you're not breaking down your food, you're not breaking proteins into amino acids to produce tryptophan and produce melatonin, which helps you sleep. So, so a lot of patients, as we get older, we, I take digestive enzymes whenever I eat a cooked meal. If I'm eating raw food, I don't need it. But digestive enzymes can help break down the proteins into the amino acids to produce the neurotransmitters. So a lot of people report that by taking Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes, especially at their nighttime meal, they sleep a lot better too. So when you understand the chemistry behind what makes you sleep, when you understand the physiology behind what makes you sleep, now you get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. So folks, I'm almost out of time. This show is on the website, drjoe.com. If you have any questions, you can send us questions through the website, drjoe.com. I'm more than happy to answer them for you. And if you type in our search bar, whatever you're looking for, whether it's hormones or sleep or exercise or digestion, we have over a thousand hours of podcasts on our website, and audio and video. If you're a visual learner, we have audio learning, whatever you learn best with, and we have a blog. So we write articles as well. So there's no reason why you shouldn't get the answers you want. If you can't find it on the website, if you have a specific question, just send it through the website. The supplements we talked about, Dr. Joe's Super Greens, which is the minimum supplement you should be taking every day. Essential source, minimum supplements you should be taking every day. Digestive enzymes, uh, we talked about, we didn't talk about vitamin D. Vitamin D can help sleep as well. All those are on the website, drjoe.com. And if you have a health issue, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged, you need to make an appointment to see us right away. You can do it right on the website, drjoe.com. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge in the Atlanta area. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Again, the website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.